Amen. How many out there love Jesus this morning? Amen. We serve a mighty God. If you turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. When you get there, just say amen. Man, I'm just so excited to know, you know, that God can use me, you know. If he can use anybody, you know, and he chose me, it's like, man. And if we read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 14, it says, For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus. That if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live shall live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Lord Jesus, we just ask that you just anoint this service, Lord, that you just take over, Lord. That you just allow your spirit to move in this place, Lord. That you just allow me to get out everything, Lord, that you've placed on my heart, Lord. And, Lord, that you just allow everyone in this place, Lord, to just hear from you, Lord. And to know that it comes from, straight from you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <coughs> In verse 14, it says, um, for the love of Christ compels us. <clears throat> and you just think about that word in my Bible, it says to, that compel is another word for overpower. And I was just thinking about my life and, and just everything that I've been through. In the, in the crazy life I used to live before I knew Jesus. And all those desires that I had. And when I came to Jesus, his love overpowered mine. Overpowered my desires to want to go back to the world and do those things that I, were, that I was doing before him. And he said, you know what, son? I got you. I'm going to take, take care of you. He said, I'm God and, and, and I, can, I can handle those desires that you may have. He said, I'll take control. Just give it to me. And so if we could uh, just finish reading in verse 16. It says, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. <clears throat> therefore, if anybody is in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It says all things have become new. The, the, the way we think, the way we act, all those things should be different. Amen? In verse 18, it says, uh, Now... All things are of God, 
who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to, re to be reconciled to God. He has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus died on that cross for me. And he didn't just do it so I can just live an okay life. He didn't die on that cross just so I could say, uh, I'll just come to church. He died on that cross because he loved me. He died on that cross because he knew that that was the only way I was going to make it. And so this morning, I want to talk about my past. I want to talk about the ties to the church. Thank you. And I want to talk about our heavenly vision. And so when we begin to talk about the past, my past was I was an alcoholic. I was a deadbeat dad. I was a, a selfish person. And I was someone who hated God. Didn't want anything to do with God. Didn't want anything to do with anyone who had anything to do with God. I didn't want nothing to do with it. And it wasn't because of anything he did. It was because of the people that I seen that said, I love God. And the things that they were doing. And the way that they were acting led me to go that direction. And that wouldn't have been any excuse if I would have died in, in, in my sin. But I thank God so much that he gave me an opportunity on that Tuesday night, August 28, 2012. And I remember the things that led up to that. And, 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 and it led up to it that it was like, man, there's no way I can deny who God is because of the way he just broke it down and the way he just made my testimony all about him. I mean, I went from having a job that I made good money and I could work overtime whenever I wanted, as much as I wanted, I had all those things. But how many know God know us better than we know ourselves? God knew that long as I had that stuff, there was no way I was coming to him. There was no way that I was coming to him. So I lost my job. I lost my place. I lost my car. And all I had was a few few dollars, and I went and bought a cash car. And I remember sleeping in that car for like three days. 
like, man, this is no way for anybody to live. And my pride wouldn't let me go to my family. My pride wouldn't let me do any of that. It's like, nope. And I remember a guy coming to me and he was like, hey, you know, come play basketball on this team. And you can stay with me. So I went, I was playing basketball, I was playing and I stayed with him. And I remember when I first got there, it was, it was overwhelming. Knowing that I had two kids out there that I didn't care anything about. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And then I began to, like, man, this world would be better off without me. But again, how many know that God knows us better than we know ourselves? I was one who didn't like pain at all. It took, it, took, it took almost two years to get these earrings. When I had when I got earrings, I used to wear uh, the little sticker things. Like, look good. I'm going to get some earrings one day. But it took almost two years to get them. And I told a lady when I got them, I was like, hey, where the other person? Y'all going to have to do it at the same time. Like, no way, you know. But God knows us better than we know ourselves. So all I could think about was this world would be better off without me. My kids would be better off without me. But then I got to thinking about what if it don't work? That's a lot of pain I'll have to go through. I said, I can't do that. So... So then I was going, and all I could do was cry out to God because I thanked my grandma for taking me to church. Even though I didn't want to go, she made sure I went. And so I knew that I could cry out to him. So I said, God, I need you. I can't do this anymore. I mean, nobody would hire me. Nobody would give me a job. I, I filled, out, filled out applications everywhere. I know I filled out at least 100 applications. No calls. And I was just sitting there like, man, what, God, what, what, what do I do? And so I began to go, and, and, and when I cried out that next day, lady calls like, hey, can you come in for an interview? It's like, yes, ma'am. I was like, um, which place is this? I told you I filled out a lot of applications. She's like, she's like, oh, it's, you know, and she told me the name, and I was like, okay, I'll be there. So I go in that day, and she was like, well, this isn't really an interview. We want to offer you the job. I said, okay. So I go to that job. I work the whole week. And then at Tuesday come around, and I, I, I work. lady come in full of energy, unnecessary energy, at 6 o'clock in the morning. And she was just, oh, talk to me. You're going to talk to me. I was like, no, I just worked the double. I don't want to talk to you. I just want to finish my job and go home. And she was like, you're going to talk to me. And she began to talk to me and she began to say, what do you like to do? I was like, I like to play basketball. She's like, well, maybe you know my pastor. I was like, I hope not. <laughs> you know, but and so 
she, she started describing him, and I was like, Blake? She's like, yeah, that's my pastor. I was like, yeah, I know him. And then when we go to break, instead of her eating her lunch, she going on the phone talking to people. I guess she called him, and he was like, invite him out tonight, Tuesday night. You know, and, and a long story short, I went that Tuesday night. My wife, I, I have no clue still to this day why I called her. I hadn't talked to her for about three or four months, and she had my oldest son. But I called her. She cussed me out. But I was like, hey, you want to go to church? She was like, yeah. And I remember it was that Tuesday night. It was like, man, I came and I got saved. I came to this church. I got saved. Amen. And in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life to the death. We have to embrace our testimonies. The testimonies that God gave us, we have to embrace them. Because God gave us those testimonies for a reason. God gave us those testimonies to reach out to those people that are lost out there. But if we continue to just come to church every Sunday, Wednesday, anytime the doors are open, and then leave out of here and don't say another word to anybody until the next time we come to church, we're not doing anything for the kingdom of God. We have to say, you know what, God, what is my testimony? And when we begin to ask him that, he'll reveal your testimony. Get alone with him like, God, what did you do for me? And he'll begin to show you the things that he done. Remember this? Remember I saved you from this? Remember that time? You could have died that time, but I saved you. Those are the things that people out there are needing. Those are the things that people out there are looking for. They're looking for hope. And we have the hope that they need. But if we just come to church and say, you know what, I just want to get filled up. But we don't take the time to empty ourselves of ourselves and go out there and share the gospel. No one's going to get reached. Amen? And I want to talk about the, the tithes to this church. But before I do that, I want to, if you turn to your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 5 and 6. It says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And in another translation, it says, At the right time, that this message God gave at the right time. 
And when you just think about that, it's like, God, what is the right time? God will let you know when you need to speak. It says at just the right time, God knew he had to get my attention. But if I didn't lose it all, I wouldn't be here this morning. Amen? But God knew that at the right time. And it says in Romans 5, 8, God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say after we got our stuff together, after we became awesome people, then God died for us. It says while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's amazing to know that we serve a God who, who loves us no matter what the situation is. And I want to title this message, A Love That Compels. And so if we talk about the, the ties to this church, if I could have my, my brother stand up for just a second. <laughs> this is my brother right here. Uh, you can be seated. You can be seated. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, but um, I got saved, and, and I tried reaching out to this guy. I tried testifying to this guy. I tried everything I could for three years. Three years. And he just... Man, and he always tell, yeah, hey, keep inviting me. <laughs> like, why don't you just come? Nah, just hey, just keep inviting me. Don't don't quit inviting me though. <laughs> and and the whole time he's steady doing unnecessary stuff. It's like, bro, just come to church. But finally, you know, we had a judgment play. He ended up coming and 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 he ended up getting saved. He ended up getting married in the church, amen, to his beautiful wife, amen. <laughs> and then because they came, you know, you got Nestor, Priscilla, and you got all the people that they brought. And, I mean, it's just been amazing to know that if it wasn't for that Tuesday night, there would be a lot of people who wouldn't be here. And that was because God is amazing. He took a guy that hated him and said, I'm going to use you to go preach my gospel. That's amazing. And so every time I think about it, it's like, God, I don't want to do anything else. Like, because I realize how amazing you are. You took a person like me. Like, you didn't take a good person. You took a person like me. And, and you made this person to step out of his comfort zone and to do something for you. That's amazing. Amen? If you turn to Matthew 22. Because the love that God has for us is, is truly amazing. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that 
We can't even understand how amazing God's love is. And the fact that we, like if you knew, like a lot of y'all have no clue as to my old life. It was like, man. And I just thank God every day. That's the reason I thank him every day I wake up. It's like, God, thank you. Because I, I have no doubt about it, I'd be dead or in jail right now. But God, amen. Verse 22, I'm in uh, chapter 22, starting in verse 37. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. How many know if you don't love God, you're not going to love those people that's out there? And how many know you can't love those people out there if you don't love God? And so when you think about that, it's one of those go hand in hand. You're like, I want to share my testimony. I want to, I want to tell somebody about Jesus. How do I do that? Open your mouth. We all have jobs. We all go to school. We all do something where people are. Going to the grocery store. You got to check out. Don't go through the self-checkout. Go speak to somebody. I know it's easy to get in and out, but sometimes God wants you to speak to somebody. Amen? Sometimes them people who sitting there with nothing to do, they need somebody to talk to. Like, hey, I know I only got this water, but let me uh, let me get something else so I can prolong this conversation for just a second, you know. And tell them about Jesus. Tell them what Jesus did for you. That's what people really want to know. What did Jesus do for you? And when you begin to tell them, man, Jesus did this. Man, I used to be this, but Jesus did that, and now I do this. And that gives them hope to say, you know what? Let me try that. If Jesus can do it for you, then he can do it for me, right? Amen? But I ain't talking to no sinners in this place, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> nah. But nah, I, I, I just want to just say when I first started coming to this church and I walked through those doors it was at another building and just to know that the love that was that came from each and every person that like hey how you doing yeah my name is this my name is that welcome to the church that's something I had never experienced because I was always by myself I was always Wanted to, you know, just hang out by myself. I didn't really like people too much. And so it was, it was overwhelming. Like, man, are they serious? But then I began to come back the next time. It was like, okay. Then the next time, okay. I guess this is what they do. This is real. Because anybody can fake it once or twice, but just do it all the time. It's like, man, okay. 
definitely wasn't talking about the hugs and all that other stuff. Like, man, yeah, let's, you know, fist bump from afar, you know, that type of stuff. But I realized that when you get saved, you begin to do things different. And like I was saying earlier, I would have never told another guy I love you. That's just, that just doesn't, didn't work. It's like, nope. But when I got saved and gave my life to Christ, the way that I thought changed. The way that I did things changed. The way that I looked at people changed. The love I had for people changed. It was like, man, there are people out there who are going to hell. I got to do something. And when you begin to love them and have that compassion for them, then it's like, you know what? I am going to do something for him. And that's when and that's when God began to show me. Remember you used to drink and drive all the time? How you think you got home? Never killing anyone. You remember when you had those nights that you didn't remember anything? How you think you got from that place to that place? I did that. Remember all the dumb stuff you used to do? And you was never in jail. You didn't die. I had a plan for you. He said, Dwayne, I had a plan for you. I said, God, I'm, 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 I'll go. I remember during, I, I would have been perfectly fine sitting in the back witnessing the people and going out and bringing more people in. I would have been perfectly fine doing that. But I said, God, you know what? If you want me to do something, I'll do it. And I remember when it, the first time I was supposed to lead praise and worship. And before I got the job, I had to go to an interview. It was like, I want you to sing something. I was like, I, what? <laughs> and so I remember going in there. It was like, and no music, just, okay, just sing something. It's like, oh, okay. I don't even remember songs. But I remember one, Jesus, lover of my soul. I was like, man, I love that song. But. <laughs> But I just, I just remember, you know, just saying, you know what, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm doing this for you. And then I, I got up here and I, okay. And then I just went like, man, I, I love Jesus so much that I'll stand in front of people and sing. That was crazy to me. And you begin to look back on the past and it was like, man, only Jesus could do that. And so I want to end with the heavenly vision. We talked a little bit about it. You know, and it says, reach, teach, and send. Evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. That's 
is how I made it all these years, these six years that I was here. I know it's not a lot to a lot of other people, but for me, it's, it's a whole lot. Coming from where I came from. And that lady evangelized. And she got me to come to church that night. But if she was never taught to evangelize, she wouldn't, definitely wouldn't have spoke to me. But because of the way she was taught, the things that she was taught here in this church, from the Bible, that's the important part. It's from the Bible. We don't just make up stuff and just be like, oh, well, that sounds pretty awesome. Put it in there. But no, it, it came from the Bible, and, and she was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go, and I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. Thank God she told me about Jesus. Amen? And because of that, I started coming, I started coming, and then the next thing was teach, discipleship. Started coming, it's like, oh, you know, think you can start wearing a suit and tie? <laughs> I ain't even had no church clothes. It's like, I'm, it's not really what I want to do. It's like, man, I shop at the thrift store. I was like, I'm definitely not doing that until I went and looked at how much the clothes cost. And I was like, you know what? Let's go see what this thrift store got. <laughs> and then it became something I did all the time. It's like, man, I'm going to the thrift store. Find all kind of nice stuff. Amen? But I wouldn't have knew that if I, didn't, I wasn't willing to be discipled. And I thank God for our pastor and the example that he set that I can have someone that I could look up to and was like, man, I want to follow him as he followed Christ. Amen. Amen. And then we know the last one, church planting. <laughs> I mean, just, just, Saying yes was, was tough enough. And we got, got to Colorado, got on the stage, and then it was like, okay. Okay. And then we flew back, and then it was like, okay. Okay. And then we went. It's Friday and met up with Pastor Dylan and looked at all the stuff, looked at the church building, looked at the all the other stuff, the finances and the, the just talking about the church and it was like I think it's real now. <laughs> I think it's real. But all this wouldn't be possible if I didn't have anyone to follow. If no one shared this vision. If no one followed this vision. It would all be just a big church. But we have something here that's amazing. 
And I know that there's men in this place who want to do something for God. And so if you would turn in your Bible to uh, Matthew 28, read this last scripture. Maybe a lot of people, a lot of couples in this place who like, what do I do? I want to do something for God. What do I do? Jesus told us exactly what to do. Starting in verse 19 of chapter 28. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Amen. We all can do something. We may not all be preachers. We may not, we are preachers. Every last one of us are preachers. But we may not all be pastors. But we can all do something. Amen. And if I leave, I just want to leave you guys with a challenge to just do, do something. Say, God, I, I, I don't know what I know how to do, but show me what I can do for you. Don't just be that person that just come to church every now and again. Don't be that person who just show up when times are hard. Don't be that person that just shows up when times are good. Be that person who stick with God just like he sticks with us. He says, I am with you always. He didn't say I'm with you during the good times only. He's with us always. Amen. As we bow our heads and close our eyes. just all over this place from left to right front to back all over this place before we can go and make disciples we have to do one thing first and that's accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and so all over this place I just want you to if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to lift your hand up and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you. Maybe you've said that prayer before. Maybe you, you've lived for Jesus for a long while. Or maybe it was a short while, but you've lived for him. But you slowly begin to do the things that you wanted to do. The things that you wanted to do took over the things that God wanted you to do. But you want to say this morning, God, I want to come back and I want to give you everything that I have. If that's you, just lift your hand up and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you this morning. all stand up this morning this afternoon
serve a mighty God. We serve a God who can do anything. We serve a God who can use any one of us. If he can use a donkey to speak, he can use us. Amen. But the key is we have to be willing. He's not going to make any one of us do anything. We have to be willing to want to be used by him. We have to be willing to say, God, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. Lord, I may not know exactly what to do for you, but let me do something. Amen. I just want to take this time just to just get out of your seats. Come down to the altar. and Just talk to God for a second. Just ask him, Lord, what can I do for you? Because I know a lot of times we have a lot of needs. Let's just say, God, what can I do for you?